back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. We're so glad you're joining us today. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. Eric, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is this is this is one of the pioneers doing this. We get to talk to none other than Lori Norris today, the uh, host of Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. She's been doing this a lot longer. Is going to make you and I kind of look, um, I don't know, probably unprepared. And you know, it's like a couple of kids sitting here with the teacher, learn, learning how to do it. How you doing today, Eric? Dude, I'm so excited. Like this, this is who, when, when we started talking about me coming on Vet SOS, this is one of the people I started really watching episodes on so that I could understand like the right way to do stuff. Right. So um, you're right. This is going to make us look uh, ill-prepared, um, unprofessional, uh, but we're learning and we're growing. We're getting better. Uh, but I'm really excited. Lori Norris has done so much for our community and she provides such an invaluable service just in, in, in the podcast and in the thing, just being such an advocate, um, literally one of my favorite people on this planet. So I am excited. I am pumped up. I am, I am ready to listen to all the wisdom she's going to have for us. Um, but no, man, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to share this, share the screen time with you, Lori. I'm, I love you. And I'm so glad that you're here. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> We haven't even gotten to the intro. Now we're just getting her all cluttered <laughs> up. It just takes it easy on us. All right. So without further ado, Lori has been educating veterans to successfully navigate their job search during the military transition since 2005. On Veterans Day in 2020, she launched the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, where she interviews veterans who have already made the transition to share the lessons they learned from their struggles, stumbles, and successes. Lori is a certified professional resume writer and has owned a resume writing business, Get Result Career Services, since 2004. Lori also owns Next for Vets, an organization dedicated to developing education and information resources to support veterans in their transition. I, You sent me the bio. I put the bio on the show notes. I read through the bio. And as I'm reading it right now, I realize that you've been helping veterans Almost Come on. as long as I've been in the service. Correct. <laughs> I yes. I was waiting for that revelation to happen for you. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's in 2005. Um, oh, my goodness. That is outstanding. Lori, how are you doing today? I am really well. But I have to say, like, first you called me a pioneer. And then you said I've been serving veterans for almost 20 years. So you're making me feel kind of old. I, I, let's be honest. <laughs> well, you've been doing it since you were five. That's what we're getting at. I was a child prodigy. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Some there people go. say daddy is their first word. My first words were first sergeant. So there you go. Wow. Love it. Wow. And to two, <laughs> two, and to two retired first sergeants, we love that. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. I think, I think we're unmatched here, uh, Eric. We're, we're fighting above our, our weight class. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm okay with it. Cause I, I am, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to learn. I learn something from Lori every time we interact. Um, there's always something I pull, something I grab, something I write down. I'm, I've got a notepad up here. I might actually take some notes while we're talking just because this is, this is one of the people you want to learn from. Without a doubt. So Lori, let, let's, let's get into a little bit of the, your backstory here. What, what led you to helping veterans? What, what, what you know, how did you make it to that point where, where you're doing that? You know, I um, started my career as a hiring manager. I worked for a retail company, did a lot of hiring, worked in the corporate office. And so I was sitting on the other side of the table 
And when, uh, you know, 9-11 happened, the retail industry kind of went down. And so I was went out looking for a new job and uh, started teaching job search skills to high school kids. That was not for me. <laughs> but then I went, I transitioned into teaching adults and uh, really found my niche because I have a background in marketing. And so I was able to take like the marketing approach of the job search and teach people how to market themselves. And I just happened to live, I don't know, a mile from Luke Air Force Base. We hear jets every day here um, and I love it. And uh, so I just reached out to them and I'm like, hey, do you do you need a volunteer educator? I love to teach resume writing. I know that's crazy, but I do. And so I started volunteering at Luke in 2005. I didn't know much about, you know, military terminology, um, but I'm a really, I'm very strategic. I'm very good at like taking things and figuring out how to position them in a different way. And as I would meet with a, you know, in the Air Force, the first sergeant is an HR person, they're employee relations. And I was like, okay, well, you could do this. And as I started talking to maintainers who wanted to go into finance and help them figure out the skills that they have that could go a different direction, it just really was very rewarding to me. So I volunteered out there from 05 to 13 when the Department of Labor took over the TAP program. I didn't really need another job. You heard all the jobs I already have, <laughs> but I didn't want to quit teaching. So I started teaching the three-day portion and did that till about 2016. So I, along the way, you know, Luke has Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Army, everybody's coming through Luke Air Force Base. And so I got exposed to all the different branches of the service and uh, just learned to speak a new language. And I kind of half, half joking call myself bilingual now, but I don't speak foreign language. I speak military. So that's me. <laughs> I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And so I didn't realize that you, you and I have talked quite a bit here in, in the, the recent future. I, I was in retail. I'd already graduated college. I was in retail when 9-11 happened as well. And okay. That, that was what made me decide that I needed to do something a little bit more important and, and led me to the, the army. But um, that's just, it's fascinating that we have that tie as well. Um, man, what a great story. And, and the fact that you, you just started as volunteering. You know, you just yeah. wanted to, to help. Um, absolutely love that. I, I, I'm a big fan of, and, and Lori, I, I'm going to, I think I've told you this. If I haven't, you're going to hear it for the first time, but I, you are who I stole the bilingual line from. <laughs> you were the first person that, that said, and it resonated so clearly with me because we're not, we're, and, and really, it's, I don't even know if it's a different language. It's just a different dialect, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's. Translating what we did in the military in our military service into that elusive language of civilianese, right? It isn't. It's just. It's just a perspective shift. It's. It's a. It it's a shift in what we did, and 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 you were one of the people who taught me that um, as I was getting ready and going through my transition. So I wanted to publicly um, on air uh, acknowledge that you were who I stole that from. Um, because that's such a profound thought and I don't, it's, it's simple, right? It's a simple thought, but it's real. I don't want people to stop speaking military. I don't want someone to stop being a veteran. I just want them to be bilingual. You know, and I think you make a really good point. Like you're always going to be a veteran. You're always going to speak that language, but when your service is 
completed, whether it's by your choice and you retired, you separated, you medically separated, you are no longer active duty military. And so you've got to figure out how to assimilate. You've got to, you know, think of yourself as like someone who moved here from a foreign country. And in order to get along in this new country, you have to learn to speak the language. And so you just have to learn a different way of communicating, but you're always going to be a veteran. You're always going to speak the language of the military. No one's asking you to change who you are at your core, but I just want you to figure out who you are apart from the military and just start learning to speak that language. Like I always say, if it's your job as a, a veteran to learn the language of the private sector and to translate on your, your resume, on your LinkedIn, in your interview. And if you don't, it's kind of like someone go, like if you were to go, you speak English, you go to a foreign country that doesn't speak English and you get off the plane and you're like, okay, I'm here. Everybody needs to speak English now for me. <laughs> and that's not going to work very well. And the same will happen in your, if you're in your job search and you're not translating, no one's going to understand you. And if yep. you want them to see your value, you've got to learn to speak their language. It's so really many so many times I've heard people say, oh, nobody cares that you did this and nobody cares that you are first sergeant. And that's not true. It's not that they don't care. They just don't understand the way you're saying it. They don't understand the, 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 they don't understand the gravity of what's coming out of your mouth. They don't understand the, what's on the paper. They can't relate to what you're trying, how you're trying to write that. You know, I tell folks all the time, I don't, I want you to be able to go out to a bonfire on a Friday night, right. And have an adult beverage and tell stories with the boys or the, or the girls and talk about your veteran, your, you know, your active duty days and, and be a part of that community. But then Monday morning, I want you to walk into your office and be a thriving member of a team that's different than it was in the, in the military right? 7% of us have ever served. Yeah. 93% of America have never donned a uniform. We are in the minority and it is the onus is on us. We have to assimilate. We have to change. We have to adapt a new skill. And I, I think you are probably, you, you are probably one of the best people I've ever seen at actually teaching that to people. Um, I just, I love, I love the analogies you use. I love the way you deliver the, the, you know, the message, but, but I, yeah, that's what you're saying is 100% true. And like you said, it's not that they don't care. They, they just don't understand how to value it. Right. So like, yep. you know, if those 93%, their understanding of the military comes from books and the movies and Correct. maybe their grandpa that used to tell them stories. Right. And so they don't know that, you know, as a first sergeant in the army, these are all the things that I was responsible for. I mean, you know, at 23 years old, you had more responsibility than a typical 45-year-old out in the private sector in terms of financial responsibility and people and decision-making. And so how people understand that, just learn to tell stories and that show that value. And that's really what I'm passionate about is teaching people to do that. That's <laughs> so so much i'm over here taking notes <laughs> and not not only from you laura i get to you know eric was one of my mentors coming out of the the service so i get to see here with two people i'm just i'm writing things with both hands it's ridiculous um let's get to the podcast all right let's start from the podcast. wait we're not there yet no we're not there yet <laughs> halfway through the, the episode um it is by most counts the, the standard bearer in in 
the community, especially when you start transition. This is the one that I hear everybody tell people, hey, go check this out. Go see what Lori Norris is doing. Great podcast. I love the storytelling aspect of it. Tell us about the podcast. You know, what what really led you to do it? What you're hoping to accomplish with it? You know, what you love about it? What 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 is it? Because you've done how many episodes? Uh, as of today, there's 135 out there. Holy cow. So yeah. <laughs> so I, I say that too when I say when I hear that number. <laughs> so, so tell us about it. But tell us about the podcast and on all the great things you're doing with it. Yeah. So um you know, I haven't done this. You told you already gave me away that I've been doing this a long time. So thousands of people I've helped, whether it was through education or the services that I provide, I've literally helped thousands of people transition out of the military. And I made some good friends along the way and people that would, I would talk to and they would tell me stories are like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I made this mistake. And like, I can't believe I did this. And this is what really worked for me. And I would say to them, like, you, you have to share that with people like you, People need to hear that from you so that they don't make the same mistakes. And I was like, well, I guess I need to give them a vehicle to do it. And so I don't know why, but I've had my, some extra time on my hands in 2020. And uh, I had someone that was working with me in my business that she was a musician and knew a lot about like sound editing. And I told her, I'm like, I think I want to create a podcast. And she's like, I can help with that. And so her and I together just came up with the idea and it's kind of evolved since then, but I just wanted to sit down with veterans who had already transitioned and I, it could have been two months ago or 20 years ago. And I just wanted them to come on and share their lessons learned, right? Like I know about after action reports and the lessons learned that you do and in those hot washes, right? Those debriefs that you do. And um, I'm like, let's just do a transition debrief. And um, we'll kind of talk through the process of what'd you learn, what, you know, where'd you stumble, where'd you struggle? And, and so I had somebody just the other day, Johannes was on the show and he said, I think of you as my, as my recon scout. He's like, you go ahead in the path and you tell me what to watch out for and you report back. I'm like, I'll take it. I don't know you want me in battle because I would be out shaking in my boots over behind a rock, but... <laughs> I can be your recon scout for the transition. So, so that's really the purpose of it. Um, also, we have Q&A sessions where someone who's in their transition will come in and ask me questions. So they get to ask me five questions. And then, um, so we, we do those, you know, once every other month or so. It's hard to get people to come on that they've never that, that haven't transitioned. They're like, I don't, I don't want to come ask you questions. <laughs> so, so if you're out there and you want to ask me questions, reach out because I'd love to have you on if you're in the transition process. So. So that's the show. We're at 135 episodes. So, yeah. I, they just don't know any better yet. Because yeah. I, what a great opportunity to come on and ask you questions. They just don't know. And, and hopefully hopefully they'll see this or they'll see one of your episodes and realize, oh, this is an opportunity. Yeah, I'm going I'm to be a little more direct. I'm going to go full first, Sergeant, for just a second. Listen, folks, if you're listening to this and you are in the middle of transition, you have never done this before. Anytime you are doing something you have never done before, it is a foolish move. It is a foolish move to not take advantage of people that will allow you to ask questions. I, I heard a coach, I was in a, a professional coaching session, a conference the other day, and I, and I heard someone say, it is, it's okay, it's good to learn from your mistakes. 
it's wise to learn from other people's mistakes and it's far less painful. Yes. Take the opportunity. If you are listening and you are in transition, Lori's LinkedIn, her email, it should be flooded by the end of this broadcast with people who are saying, I will come on and I will ask you questions because I don't know what I'm doing. That's it. You don't know what you're doing. It's okay. How many of us have became parents and we're like, I know how to parent. I was a parent before. I got this. No, I don't know how to parent. My first child scared the crap out of me. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. When I stepped, when I stepped into, into basic training for the army, it wasn't a, but it was a, it was, it was a bunch of industry experts that taught me how to be a soldier and be an infantryman. Those were industry experts wearing that funny looking hat, screaming at me and making me do push-ups. But they were industry experts. Lori is an industry expert. The industry is transition. So there you go. I'm done yelling at people now. I'm putting my knife hand back in my back in my pocket. Put that knife hand away. Yeah, man, I can't believe you can't get people on there. But but that's spot on, and that's something we've talked about numerous times on this podcast. Is the fact that I had relatively almost a perfect transition. Because I, I took notes. I listened to all the guests who came on and told me all these horror stories. I didn't want to do that. So, you know, people like Lori are providing essentially a roadmap to success, you know, of ways to avoid those potholes and get you closer to your mark. You need to be checking things out like like her podcast and hopefully our podcast, you know, because we, we're trying to educate as well, you know. <laughs> We're not going to send everybody over to Lori. We got to keep it. We're sending everybody <laughs> over to Lori because, because here's the thing. You can watch two podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got enough time in the day. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We, we should be watching all – dude, this is, this is something, and, and I think this is the thing that I realized in my transition. When I, when, I, when I first stumbled, right, when I first failed, when I first fell to my face and I was like, oh, crap, I don't know what I'm doing. When I realized I didn't know what I was doing, when I stood up and I looked in the mirror and I gave myself permission to not know what I was doing and I alleviated leave, myself of the guilt and shame of not knowing what I was doing, right? When I did that, I became hungry and I started devouring information. And that, that's the key, right? As you're going through transition, you need to find yourself hungry and you need to devour information. And there's no shortage of it. There are 46,000 veteran nonprofits in, in this country. There are countless podcasts and and people who care take advantage of the people who care listen to people and and i'm telling you we have said this a couple of times but Lori is an og like she's she's one of the ones that's been doing this longer than most of if not all of us so learn from that devour information okay i'm done i'm sorry Again. i'll say go go listen to eric's episode it was a pretty darn good one so <laughs> i had he, a lot of he fun was here one. yeah few I, I don't know what was it a month ago, two months ago, something like yeah, that. Something anyway, like that. a few episodes ago, you can find Eric and yeah, it was a good right. episode. A lot of good information in there. So tell us a little bit about Next for Vets. What- yeah. So um, this, again, another idea I've had, um, I used to teach the TAP program and I might've changed the schedule a little bit because I know how hard resume writing is. I've done it for many years. Right. And so I understand how hard it is to, like, how do I take 23 years of experience and shove it into two pages? Uh, how do I tell them everything I've ever done and not overwhelm them with information? How do I translate my 
my military skills? How do I think about where I'm going next? And that's really why I named the company Next for Vets, because I just want to help you position yourself for what's next for you. And so I, uh, you know, I would always run late on my tap class when I taught it because I would give the resume like probably about six to seven hours and we're only supposed to spend like two hours in the class, but I know how hard it is. And so, and I think that that time has gotten smaller and smaller even after I stopped teaching. And so I know that there's not a lot of great information out there. And so my goal is to teach you step-by-step comprehensive instruction on how to market yourself in the post-military job search process. So I am writing the course right now. I'm, I'm recording it, writing it. It's, I hope to have it out um, within the next few weeks, honestly, maybe by the time this, is, this episode is released. And so if you go to next for vets backslash resume, you can find out more information about the course. Um, it's going to be low price point. Um, I know there's free services out there and I would never say that those free services are not worth going out and, and accessing, but they are a starting point. They are oftentimes templated, mass produced. Um, I rewrite them all the time. I personalize them all the time. So I want to teach you how to do that for yourself, right? I don't want to give you a fish. I want to teach you how to fish. I want to set you up for the rest of your career. And that's, yeah. that's the goal of the company. But I think it's important too that people understand that it's okay to invest in themselves, right? So sometimes, sometimes I, I, might, I might need to drop a dollar to invest in myself and what's next. That, there's nothing wrong with that. You're right, Lori. Go to, there's tons of free resources out there. Go get your yeah. free templates. Pers- personally, I don't know if you'll agree with me. And if you could disagree with me in public, I'm okay with it because I don't mind getting told I'm wrong by a, by a pro. But I don't think you should just have one resume. Because you don't ever know what somebody's looking for and an empo- what the employer is looking for, what the hiring manager is looking for. You might need a reverse chronological, but you might need a hybrid. You might need a, a functional. You might you don't know what they're looking for, so you need to have a little bit of something. I would agree that you have more than one need more than one resume, but please don't ever write a hybrid or a functional resume. That's I'm just going to tell you that right now. Like take that word That's a bad word in the resume world. So no functional resumes. So we've got to have a resume that appeals to humans and that appeals to the computer, the applicant tracking software, right? And it's not this evil robot that's out there shooting resumes down. However, it does parse information out of your resume. And we have to make sure your resume is compatible, right? That they get along, they can speak to each other. Um, And so that's something that that we we'll talk about in this program is how to make sure that you're appealing to the human and the computer, because we want you to get through the computer screen so that when a human does look at your resume, that they see what they're looking for. So that's what I like to teach. I got it. Okay. Yeah, the, the ATS thing is a, is a monster from, I mean, the who, you know, network obviously is the one who, who helped us get started and I've done their career transition summit and, and I really enjoyed it, but in following them, I get to see a lot of the people that they're trying to help, you know, beat the ATS essentially. And some of those horror stories that I hear, it's just like, man, this is, this may have started as a good idea, but I don't know that it's a good idea anymore, but you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely, if you can teach people to beat that and, you know, catch the eye of it, the, a human, 
that's pretty impressive in my book. You know, and it, the thing about an ATS is that it, you know, it again, it's not that evil robot knocking you out. You don't have to beat it. You just have to work with it, right? It's kind of like being bilingual, military and civilian. We've got to just speak computer language and make sure that the resume is like, I'll give you one example really quick. So um, I had a customer wrote his resume. He had great qualifications. And he, he emails me. He's like, I'm not, I'm not getting any interviews. And I, be, I believe in what I do. And I said, okay, let's fix this. Come back to me. Send me the resume that you're applying for. Send me the jobs you're applying for. He sent me the jobs. And I looked at the jobs. I'm like, it, there's so, he's so qualified for these roles. What's going on? And so he sent me back the resume he was using. And he had took the resume that I created for him. And he reformatted it. And he put his name and contact information into a formal header, like where you have to in, go insert header and you have to double click to edit it. Well, guess what? ATS can't read information in a header. So he was going into their system with no name, no phone number, no email, no way of getting a hold of him. So he was this really great qualified candidate that they couldn't find in their system. So of course he wasn't getting phone calls. They couldn't call him. <laughs> And mm. so I was like, okay, let's go back to the way it was formatted before. Don't touch it and apply. And he had two calls the, the following week. So See, it's, it's the little, little stuff. Man, those little attention. Yeah, you are hundred percent right. The little attention to detail stuff, understanding how these algorithms are written in these ATSs. And I agree with you, Lori. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's the evil robot. Right. Um, I think they're necessary. I think we have got so many people applying for individual positions, HR departments, hiring authorities, they can't, they can't go through that many resumes. They need yeah. something to narrow it down. We just don't have the robust. A lot of these companies don't have a robust HR department to be able to, to, to go through a thousand resumes to get down to the three that they were looking for. I mean, but let's right. be honest. The hiring process is broken. Oh, my right. Goodness. We've taken yeah. the human out of it. And so it's broken and everyone's going to tell you your best bet is networking. And that's true. Like having a human walk your resume in the door, absolutely by far going to, going to trump everything. Right. But when that human walks your resume in the door, you need to have a resume that's not handwritten on a napkin or, you know, that's, that does translate your terms that showcases your value. Um, and so we just, we got to work with the system. We can't change the system. We, we can complain about it if we want to, but we can't change it. So let's work with it and yep. figure out how to navigate it successfully. And so I'm going to be a recon scout in the job search process as well over there on ne at next for vets. So <laughs> I love that's that. such a great compliment that you were handed. I mean, that, yeah. that is, just, and it's accurate. That, yeah. And that had to make you feel great. So, yeah. The two things that I know while I was transitioning that were always connected to you were the podcast and resumes. Those were the two things I always heard about. If those two topics came up, Lori Norris is one of the people you have to go talk to. What else do you have your hands in? Like, what, what else are you trying to do to help people in transition? Yeah, you know, I um, I mostly focus, like I have those three areas, right? So I've got the education through the resumes. I've got, you know, I provide resume LinkedIn services, and then I have the podcast. I do a lot of volunteer work. <clears throat> I work a lot with ActNow Education. 
Uh, I volunteer off and on for Vets to Industry. It just sometimes is hard the, to get a Saturday. Um, I'm it's on the board for military. What's that? It's five, only five hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's only five hours. It's a great event. Don't get me wrong. No. And it goes fast. <laughs> it's still, you look it at that. It does go really quick. <laughs> um, I work with Boots to Books. Um, I'm on the board for Military Women's Collective. So I do a little bit of volunteer work, too. I'm, I don't know. That's Marina's. Uh, an hour or two. Yeah, that's, that's Marina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, I was just chatting with her about bringing her back on. She hasn't been on since episode 10. So, wow. yeah. Oh, I see. You waited till what, what episode are we on now? Like, what, what's my episode number going to be? I think it's eleven. I think we're on eleven. Oh, oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in so much trouble. <laughs> so technically, I can say you're episode seventeen. I don't have to throw in that it's season two. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. It's okay. He, it, Lori, really was me. It, it was me when you brought me on for season two. I'm the one. I, this you were you were what I fought for. So. We're still, we're still good. Thank he you, refused Eric. to come on. It was in his contract. He's like, I can't believe you haven't had Lori on yet. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you book her, I will sign the dotted line. I'm like, ah. So, Thanks, Eric. I uh, appreciate you. You always have my back. Always. <laughs> I'm amazing. I, I had no idea that you were involved in, in that many things. That That's just incredible and, and speaks to something we talk about time and time again, which is that giver's heart and, and how many people in this community just want to give back and help people um, help this community transition. It, it just speaks to how different and how hard that military transition is. It, it's something like, I don't know if there's another thing like it, you know, that, you know, that, that just that complete transition of life from being military to being civilian is just so overwhelming that, um, you know, I don't know, Eric, you talked about childbirth or, you know, ha- ha- being a parent for the first time. That, that was a, that was an eye opener, um, you know, wearing oven mitts and stuff and trying not to drop the kid. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just it's just there's so much that goes into it. There's so many resources. And then you got people like you Lori, that are just doing amazing things across the board. I mean, not just, you know, the the podcast, which is, you know, like we said, the standard bearer and then the resumes, which you're known for, but all these other things you're helping out. And I applaud you. Just absolutely amazing. I is something that, uh, it makes my heart happy. So I guess that's all, you know, I can't, I do a lot, but it's something that I really enjoy. And it comes out when you talk about it, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So good thing is we had you on. Eric's inked the deal, so now he's 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 in as the podcast host co-host. Um, but the bad news is, we're down to time. We've come down to the end, and I mean this has been one a blast. You and I got to do a joint event um, live on LinkedIn, which was a lot of fun. Uh, even yeah. even some some ribbing going on, which was great. Um, so, and I look forward to. it. I think we're going to try to make that a, a little bit more frequent um, down the road. I think, but. but had so much fun with it. And every time we talk, I learned so much. Um, just like I said, I, I really applaud you for, for what you do and, and all the things you have done. Been doing this since about the time I got out of basic training, but <laughs> Shut up. You, you better stop. You I'm telling you. Feel older. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a, a testament to, you know, how much you mean to this community. Uh, Eric put it right. You're, you're one of the OGs. You know, and, and that's that's just a fact. And, you know, you did some amazing stuff. So 
as we get ready to close, what do you want to leave the audience with? You know, with, with all your knowledge and everything you got going on, what is it you want to leave the audience with? I'll just say that um, your military transition is never going to end, right? I wish we could change the word transition because it's a continuous process and I want you to take it a step at a time. And, and as I said earlier, like I named that education company next for vets because I just want you to focus on what's next for you. And the beautiful thing is you're not signing another 20 year contract. You're just looking at what's next in your career. Once you're in that career, then you can look at what's next and then you can figure out where you want to go after that. You're not confined. And so just start thinking about one step at a time. What are you going to do next? And no, you're not stuck there. You're not a tree. You haven't put down roots. You can go wherever you want, whenever you want. Right, Eric? And That's right. so you can make those changes. You can completely pivot your career whenever you want to. And uh, so just know that this is a continual process. It will always be ongoing. And you it's something that you just have to focus on for yourself. And uh, one last thing I want to say is like it's so much more than getting a job. So transition is not a checkbox. Oh, got a job. I'm transitioned. There's so much more to it. And that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from hosting the podcast and having all the episodes and talking to everyone is there's so many changes, so many emotional, mental health, like, you know, physical changes that come along with the transition that you can't just like have that checkbox item. I got a job. I'm done. I'm now a civilian. It's finished. So just be ready for that. Uh, that is that is awesome. And, and I have to say, you know, Eric, you, you've said you've told me before that I, I, I work in the transition space as far as, you know, what we do with Bet SOS podcast. And, and I never really felt that way necessarily. This was just to me a, a way to give back. Um, we've interviewed some great people. So some huge names in our community and, and just sitting here, like I said, taking notes, listening. I actually, I, I kind of feel like we, we made it, um, you know, it, 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 and I mean that in all sincerity, Lori, to, to me, you brought that, um, uh, you legitimized uh, what we're trying to do, trying to help people just like you are. And, and I really love the fact that you came on here to share your story and, and talk to our audience. And, you know, if, if you watch us and you haven't checked out Lori, you're missing out. You need to go check out her podcast, check out her resources. Um, just an amazing um, person who's doing great things to help us. Uh, so you definitely need to check it out. Um, so thank you, Eric. I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, brother. Look, man, look, real talk notes, dude. I got two pages of these things. I got two pages of notes filled up, rocking and rolling every time I talk to Lori. Um, Lori, I think I'm going to go ahead and just go out on a limb here. I'm going I'm to tell you, I want to have you back on, right? We're going to, I'm going to set this up now so that people can hear it. We talked a that, lot that's about a contract extension. Yeah. Yeah. That's a contract extension, brother. Um, <laughs> conditional. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, the, the resume and what's next and, and but but there's so much people can glean from you. So I want to, I want to bring you back on and I want to focus. I kind of want to drill down on that so people can get some of those nuggets and some of those things that, that you, that you're such an expert in. Um, so just go ahead and count on the fact that we'll be reaching out. We're going to get you back on. Um, I'll probably shoot you a text and figure out when that's going to be. But with that being said, Lori, I, um, I couldn't appreciate you more. You know, you're, you're a friend, you're a sis. I have listened to you. 
I have learned from you. Um, and I have really enjoyed uh, our friendship. So um, thank you for being on. Thank you for what you do for our community. Um, knowing that there are people out there that care, knowing that there are people out there that, that love on us and that aren't going to let us fall flat on our face uh, because they're going to step in. That means a lot to me. So um, thank you, sis. I appreciate you. Um, and I look forward to, uh, to next time. All right. Thank you for what um, you guys are doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. To the rest of our family, guys, Sean said it earlier, we're out of time. Uh, but thank you for tuning in to the uh, Vet SOS podcast. Remember, please do not drown in a sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. Y'all have a great day.